What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode eight of season four. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Banged Up Bruno. It's actually the Banged Up Broskies right now, because Kurt, let me tell you, we've had one hell of a week, and also a certain someone who isn't talking right now had one hell of a night. Everything hurts. <laughs> Kurt's existence hurts right now. We we did a little pregame meetup uh, to just try to, you know, before we, we film this, we record this, you know, unique and awesome and totally different and new type of episode we're doing. And let me tell you, you know, we worked through the kinks and hopefully none will show, but I, I'm going to give Kurt a medal just for showing up today. Yep. Thank you. Thank me for, for <laughs> being here. Um, here's the thing. This week was a little nutty. Yeah. Uh, and so... If this sounds a little different to the folks at home, it is different, mm. but it's also very much the same True. because this was how we've done things the last two years. We are back on Squadcast. Shout out. Squad it up. Shout out Squadcast. Took me a second to uh, figure out exactly how to work <laughs> this new and updated Squadcast. Also, I was like, oh, I have to re-download my subscription. I found I've still been paying for this, and I didn't no. know that. So yes, Kurt, that silly oh Kurt, my God. silly Kurt. Um, <laughs> Kurt. So yeah, I, you know, if I wasn't so hungover, that would have hurt more. But I, that it didn't. It just was another thing thrown on the pile. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> what there's other things that are hurting more at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and first and foremost, it's my pride for being a Patriots fan, Bruno. Because mm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Kurt, I don't want to add salt to the wound here, but like not only as a Patriots fan, but as a Patriots fan who was there live at the game. Oh, in the ninth row, up close yeah. and way too personal. Oh boy. Uh, some Chicago Bear don't know who it was, but after a turnover or something, they ran. You know how like they run to the end zone, <clears throat> kind of, and they yeah. all like fucking celebrate. They celebrated right in my goddamn face, and naturally, yeah. well, if. If you're my employer, I didn't do this, but I, oh. but I, in the middle, the birds were flying. Okay. Oh, of course. We of were course. flying the middle finger like a flag. Uh, <laughs> and some Chicago bear pointed right at me and my cousin and gave him right back to us. Oh, that's awesome. Like, okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Tough, but fair. Tough, but fair. Tough. Listen, you know, when at the end of the day, when they score, they have the upper hand, but listen, we're not going to be happy about it. So it's a, one of those mutual things. It's like, hey, fuck you, fuck you, and then you go on your way. Yeah, it was, it was pretty mutual. Like, it was, you yeah. know, no hard feeling. Just <laughs> key to the battle. Just, you know, either moment. <laughs> yeah, me and then I throw you on an NFL field. It's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you are Kurt Field. They're on a field. It is the same thing. We are playing the field. Bruno, really quickly, I think we should just touch on a few big ticket items that happened in the NFL last week. We are, yes, sir. This episode, 
not going to be different. Also, you're getting this on a Saturday. So we are days behind. Bruno had to uh, had some car. I, I feel like I've talked about this on the show before. Everybody, my car is pretty famous, worldwide known, Mr. International, Seabiscuit himself. Last year, we went through a life or death surgery battle. It's been good for the last year. This week, the check engine light came on, started making funky sounds. The engine didn't sound very good. We're in the shop. We're talking to the guys. We're hopefully going to get fixed. It's hopefully been doing okay. But that prevented me from driving live to see good old Kurtai like we usually do. Um, and this also was one of those weeks where each of us had like 17 other things, other time commitments going on. So we kind of looked like this week as our bye week, but also we're putting the Saturday episode out now to give you some recaps. So we won't go through every game. We'll try to keep it short and sweet. Obviously, like Kurt said, we're, we'll cover some 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 of the bigger uh, NFL storylines from this this week. And then we'll get into Kurt's very fun uh, minute by minute diary of being live at the Patriots Bears game. You know, lately, too often, we do my diaries minute by minute, and they lose. And I don't like when they lose. <laughs> my record, I was just telling somebody, before last year, yeah, I've been 13-0 and at Patriots games. I ended up going to quite a few wins last year, but uh, the record in the last two years hasn't been awesome. People I, are talking about it. I might just have to stop going, which would be okay for my wallet. Yeah, and true. I, if they if, if that means they win, then so be it. Like, I'll be very honest with you. I looked at MetLife tickets tomorrow, and then I told myself, "No, you're going to jinx them." Wow, I didn't realize you were considering. That. I mean, again, it, of the away games that are close, that is like you know up there. But well, StubHub um, was like teasing me, little, little tickling of the balls. They were like, "Get tickling. tickets cheap for Sunday's game," and so naturally, I clicked. You clicked naturally. They're cheap, even though the Jets well, are good. Oh, what does that say about New York? Yeah. Well, we're looking way up at them in the standing, so... <clears throat> Kurt, didn't need that, but you're also correct. Bruno, let's just... <laughs> let's start with that, okay? What the hell is going on in New York? Dude, I it's crazy. What? They're not allowed to have two teams that are good. Yeah, and also, e- like, either team. I feel like I still think of the Giants and the Jets in my head, both of those teams being bad. Even if only one of them was good, I'd be like, what? No, by by virtue, they both stink. Yeah, they both stink. But, Kurt, somehow we've been talking about it for weeks. I feel like I've picked against them multiple times. And somehow last week, the Giants beat the Jaguars 23-17, to even though I predicted your second-place AFC South Jaguars to take the victory. The Giants won again, and now they're up to 6-1. And somehow the Jets, I will say this game sucked. The Jets beat the Broncos 16-9, and it was Brett Ruffian starting for the Broncos. Uh, so, again, that wasn't the prettiest of, of wins. But still, the fact of the matter is, Kurt, New York football is balling the fuck out, and the Jets and the Giants are like, I don't know. Are, are they just good? Are they just going to keep winning? Like, what do we even say? Well, I I don't know, dude. Like, I feel like you got to start believing in them at some point. And, yeah. uh, unfortunately, um, we viewed <clears> – sorry. The Patriots – this part of the Patriots' schedule as, yeah. like, the soft spot. And, yeah. you know, they – gets whopped by the bears they have two of the next three against the jets like who, who knows the patriots can't say any stretches easy right now because they're just not a great football team so we will see all the new york teams out here doing their damn thing hopefully that comes mm-hmm. to an end this weekend but we will see bruno mm-hmm. is brian dayball has he locked himself into coach of the year already yeah, I mean, I think without question right now, if the season ended today or like in the next couple of weeks, it would be him. Obviously, we'll see, you know, I feel like like our not that I'm comparing the two teams, but like we've seen some Arizona Cardinals teams start like six and one and then absolutely fall apart later in the year. So, again, like 
we have to see if it continues. But if they, you know, if they finish with any sort of record, like on the pace that they are going for, absolutely. Yeah. Bruno, two more things that we, we should touch on here. Big, uh, more big picture type things. Um, two guys who have been in the league for a very long time <clears throat> have a lot of similarities. They talked about the goat. Uh, one is the goat. And then Aaron Rodgers is referred to one of the all time greats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both of these men have one other thing in common now. Uh oh. They have no families. Oh, God. Do you have to do them like that? Well, Aaron Rodgers chose to excommunicate his family. And then this past week, or yesterday, Friday, Giselle Bunchen made it official that she is yeah. excommunicating Tom from the family, and their divorce is <sighs> final. Kurt, I would say that there's a lot more X than communicating happening for either of those two people. Yeah, dude. I, you know, we heard the stuff about Giselle and Tom and the divorce rumors, and she's giving him ultimatums and all this stuff. I, I just never really thought it was going to happen. And here we are, and it happened. Tom Brady is single. Like, it is October 29th, 2022, and Tom Brady is single as a Pringle. What? Thoughts? Single as a craft single, if you know what I mean. Jesus. Um, just throwing that out there. Um, yeah, no, Kurt, I think, again, it is crazy. I was with you, right? Like, I know we had always heard these rumors for so long, and we had always in our heads been like, okay, sure, he'll get through it. He's the GOAT. They've been through so much. Again, like, they've been together for so long that we'd always just kind of been like, they're going to get through this. I think the other crazy thing, which, again, is is what we're also talking about with these two items, is that, again, like, it's not they're divorcing and Tom's living his best life. The Bucks might be the worst team in football. Like they're horrible. They're they're horrible. They might they are so bad. And so it's it would be very interesting to see how this would be viewed if like the Bucks were like 6 and 1 like the Giants and Brady was having MVP like season whatever. Like sure they've had injuries. Their offensive line has been horrible. Their wide receivers have been a rotation of guys coming back from injury and then getting re-injured. So of course there's other things happening for the Bucks, but it's like again, he's not He's not like getting divorced from Giselle or being divorced by Giselle, whatever you want to call it. And then like, you know, leading a team to potentially a Super Bowl. He is going to struggle to even make the playoffs at this point. Well, well I guess the division. Yeah, bad, the division but you know sucks. I mean. But yeah, you're right. And here's my thing. Okay. I think Tom Brady should have stayed, re- should have stayed retired. Him coming exactly. back was a bullshit. Exactly. But and I'm going to walk a tightrope here. So oh. no, no, like. Oh, just let me walk. Okay, let me walk. Okay, so, okay. Um, I think it's shitty of Giselle if she, if this whole thing is because she isn't supportive of Tom playing football anymore. This is his career. Okay, is he? Does he have anything else to prove to anybody? No, but clearly the game means a whole hell of a lot to him. So if this is what he enjoys doing, and you've made it work for the last thirteen years of your marriage. And you know the end is incredibly near. Like there, he's not playing for f- six more years. Like it's we're getting close to the end here. I think it's shitty of her that she's kind of telling him to choose one or the other. Now, if the roles were reversed, Bruno, okay, this is where the tightrope comes in. <laughs> and a man tells his wife, "You have to stop working at forty-five. I just don't know if that would be perceived very well. You again, tightrope, and I know I'm walking it here, but like I just, I think, I think 
You know, some eyebrows could be raised if the roles were reversed. That's all I'm going to say. I know they're super, they're superhumans, and they have so much fucking money. It doesn't matter. I know that comes into play here, but like, I don't know, just a little, little quirky, fun thing. Yeah, and I'd sort, I definitely hear what you're saying, right? I, I think I, one of the things that I've also kind of been thinking in my head is again, the the strongest point to me that you also mentioned was just like this isn't new for them. They've been doing this for so long, and yes. We've done this dance the last couple of years where Brady's like, is he retiring? Is he not? How long is he going to play for? He's always said till 45. I know recently he's like, I'm not going to stop playing anytime soon. But like, who knows if that happens after this season? But like, again, like it's you're right. He's not playing like 10 more years. Right. So that that the the only reason I can think for this happening is that like maybe there's just more that's happened or been going on. I heard a rumor again. This is not confirmed at all, but I heard a rumor that like she didn't know that he had been talking to the Dolphins in 2019 about being a potential owner and all that stuff. She found out like when the report came out and she like was upset she didn't get consulted and stuff. Again, I don't know if that's even true, right? But that's just like maybe there's just like more going on because I completely agree. Like if it's just like, you know, if, you, if they really were in love and they were making it work and all this sort of stuff, it's like, well, again, he's most likely done after this year. So like, can we just like wait out one? What's one more year if you've been doing this for like 15? I don't know. Yeah, it's just the whole thing strange to me. And like, <clears throat> there are kids involved, obviously, and this is now Brady's second. Yep. Well, I don't know if he was Bridget Moynihan. I don't know if they were. I don't think they were married, married but definitely had a kid. kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, Brady's got a couple baby mamas, and now he's single again. So, Which is very – that's another weird thing to be like, yikes. Tampa Tom, too. I just – things changed. When they went south, things changed. Like, yeah. when they went south, they went – south if fucking nail that you one. follow okay you follow so i don't know what's gonna happen like it's it's it'll be interesting like i don't know i will uh i will who do you think who do you think is seen in public with someone else first tom or giselle ah uh, that's a great question i'm going I, well, hard tom big fuck boy vibes lately I mean, true, but also he's definitely been caring more about his public image, I feel like, recently, or trying to with the Brady brand, and then, you know, he's going to work at Fox later, so it's like, it's like I don't know if that would look good if right away he's with someone else, but also it's like Giselle, like, she, I could see her getting with someone, but she doesn't really do public stuff other than Tom, so I don't know, yeah, I don't know, that's a weird situation. I mean, also, it's like Tom, it's like, I don't, I don't know what he's looking for at this point. I mean, again, if he's, you know, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see, it's weird. Tom Brady doesn't strike me as someone like a sex god like i i don't picture tom like out there just slaying bodies well because i feel like because he never because when when did he marry giselle like that was way into way early on in his 13 years ago so 08 or something oh okay i didn't realize he had like 02 to 08 i guess that makes sense yeah so i don't know you're right i don't either last time they got married they were dating before that oh okay so then there you go okay so yeah that's probably why again like I don't either, but people see Tom Brady, people see his money, and it's like, okay. Remember that whole thing we went through with Edelman where it was like he just kept getting like caught caught with his hand in the cookie jar if people post some stuff on social media and he had to kind of settle down and be like, all right, let's uh let's let's clean this up a yeah. little bit. Jesus. Uh, we do have an all time Giselle moment though, with the my husband simply cannot throw the ball and catch the ball. Catch. Yep. So thank you. We'll always have that. Thank you. We'll always have you, Giselle. Yep. Uh Bruno, uh speaking of the Bucks. They suck. <laughs> and we will talk about it more on the next podcast because technically yep. we're doing this podcast after Thursday Night Football for the following week. But the Bucks yep. lost again, and yep. they are 3-5. and five, yep. And someone else in the NFC South is going to be in first place this week, which is nutty. 
and one of the possible teams is the Panthers. Like, what? That's the craziest shit about this. Like, it could be the Panthers. You finished. You picked them to finish second in the division. So, congratulations. I don't even remember doing that, but shout out me. It's <laughs> one of your bold picks, I think. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Oh god. All right, Bruno. Um, do you want to talk Pats? Yeah, let's let's just talk Pats, Kurt. Kurt, we're, we were gonna have to at some point. We're just gonna we're we're gonna do it. We're gonna be strong. Kurt and I, you know, obviously we love to toot our own horns when the Patriots are doing well. We have to eat a little bit of our medicine when we're not. Kurt, why don't we just why don't we just want to rip the bandit off? Are you are you down to rip the bandit off? I know there's there's a lot that's happening this morning for you. So what what could make this morning worse for you? you uh, talking about this, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. Letting me relive this <laughs> almost a week later. All right. Uh, Bruno, I think it just starts here. Okay. Every expert, every expert, every sane person picked the Patriots to beat the Bears. And most of them didn't even think it'd be close. It shouldn't have been. I'm not an expert, but I didn't think it was going to be close. Bruno, I put so much money on it again. Oh, no, Kurt. I wasn't even going to ask about that. <laughs> when I'm super confident. <laughs> That's when things go bad. It never. I remember well. I told you actually we were on the way to Ant's house for the Super Bowl Patriots Eagles. I'm like, yeah. I'm not even nervous. I'm like, I I'm know. always nervous for Super Bowls. What happens? We lose. I'm like, oh my god. I just need to be more. I need to be more nervous about things yeah, and more Kurt, cautious. Just fucking get. Tell your nerves to fucking figure it out, Bruno. I took an alternate spread of twenty three and a half. I was like, they're gonna be twenty three. Oh my. god. God, Kurt, when you said you were confident, I didn't know you were that confident. Like I whipped, 23 I, is so absurd. I whipped it out and put it right on the table. Like I was like, Kurt, well, 23 is absurd. Yes. I'm fully aware. Oh, my God. I mean, we should have won by 23, but so, that's still absurd. I will say I did have a moment of deep reflection in the rain <laughs> on Monday night. When we got down, Shocking. when we got down 10 nothing, I was like, wow, it's really like. 33 yes. nothing in yeah. <laughs> yeah. so awesome Shit. great awesome. so the expectations versus reality those were the expectations the reality is yep. i got cock slapped the pads got cock slapped it was not yep. a good game bruno nope. um what was interesting to me about this okay or interesting to me about this entire game was it's 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 two two things one the quarterback controversy and yep. two what happened to the defense Okay, so I think we need to start. We need to start with the, with the quarterbacks because that's been dominating the headlines all week. Okay, so Mac Jones starts this game for New England. He's back for the first time in well, four games. He missed pack. Yeah, this is yeah. four weeks. Four weeks after yeah. the injury, so he's back. Right, right, right. Um, and you know he looked okay in warmups. He uh, there were videos of him sprinting on the field. He it didn't look mm-hmm. like the the ankle limited him that much. Um, yep. And when he's in, when Mac was in the game, he had like three rushes for like thirty yards. Like he was out there sc- scramble, and he looked good on the ankle, so on and so forth. Now the drives that he had stunk. Like um, I don't fully blame that on all on Mac, um, but it wasn't it wasn't a clean operation. Let's put it that way, Bruno. Also, like the penalties. This was an issue. And remember how in the Cleveland game they were like the most yeah. penalized they've been like ever under Belichick and then it, yeah and then it happened again it happened again this week with the penalties Trent Brown on like five uh, three of the first five plays something had a penalty uh just absurd sir what are you doing 
Yeah, literally, what are you doing? It just – it wasn't good, man. And so my biggest takeaway too is, you know, over the last couple of weeks when the Patriots did, we're on that little winning streak and Bailey Zappi was being talked about as, you know, how, how good he was and how efficient he's been. We talked about how what was so exciting about the Patriots offense was it's that play action, get your tight ends involved, all this stuff. When you go play action, most of the time it's under center. Mac gets in there again, and it's all shotgun again. And it was infuriating because, like, it's like Matt Patricia. I know, I know, he doesn't, but it's like he had two different offenses: Mac's offense and and Bailey's offense. And if it's because of the ankle, then Mac shouldn't have been playing, right? And that you thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think all of us were collectively, and I could probably pull up the group text uh, from Kurt just sc- just screaming what the fuck Matt Patricia because it was pretty clear after Zappi came in especially those first two drives like what we were seeing in the difference in play calls but I agree I think you and I had both said if Mac is going to come back this is the thought going into the game right it's the Bears it's a game we should have won if Mac is com- going to come back that should mean he's fully healthy and not limited because we shouldn't have needed Mac Jones to beat the Bears obviously that didn't happen but we shouldn't have so the fact that he's back and still, like you said, we're limiting play calls. What are we doing? Why didn't Bailey don't Bailey Zappi just play the whole time? So that was stupid. And again, I think Kurt, we're gonna get into a little bit more here as we go. But like that, this the way this was all handled, the way it was tried to put off as planned, like this whole we the whole situation again. And you can you can tell me like how the crowd was reacting because apparently the crowd there was you know going happy for Zappi or Zappi for happy. Yeah. So let me but, just explain this to you and how wild this was. Okay. So. Right. <laughs> People before the game had their opinion of who should start. And for the last couple of weeks, Patriots fans have been like, ooh, look at this new shiny toy that is Bailey Zappi. And they're like, oh, we're done with Mac. Fellas, ladies, gentlemen, things that don't identify as anything. Oh, that's me. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Mac Jones had one of the best rookie seasons of any quarterback ever last year. He made a Pro Bowl. Now, granted, he was like a you know a sub basically for Pro yeah, Bowl. Yeah, it was like injuries and but, stuff. But yeah, like that's that's impressive. And now Patriots fans are so quick so. to turn on him, dude. Like it's his second year. I know people are like, oh, where's his second year jump? Like Joe Burrow, he's not Joe Burrow. Like I, I just think it's unfair the way Patriots fans treat him. Or treat any quarterback for that matter. And I think it, part of that is because we got to see Tom Brady for 20 years. But yeah. Tom Brady's not walking through that door. Nope. And this is what you got, and you got to deal with it. So the fact that they just disregard Mac. When the first drive, the, the Patriots go three and out. The Boo Birds were insane. Like they were insane. booing him off the field. Uh. And then after the interception, uh, I mean, it, it just got significantly significantly worse um and i just how do you recover from that like what are your thoughts on that yeah it it kurt it's crazy like i know this is i know this is a situation that patriots fans usually are never in because we just spent 20 years with one quarterback we never had to worry about like oh do we cheer for someone else or like do we need to have a legitimate quarterback controversy like i get it right we're not experienced recently in figuring out quarterbacks but it's like i i don't really understand 
we've been saying it all along, and you especially have been saying this all along, right? There were people who thought Mac Jones should have been the first quarterback taken in the draft, right? There were people who said yeah. that, and we were pretty pumped that we got him. Of course, last year had its ups and downs, but like you said, he he came in in a tough situation, took us to the playoffs. Of course, there were things we want him to get better about. Let's also be clear, though, Patriots fans, this is still only his second year. Like, again, like people being like he needs to do this, needs to do that. Of course, he's still a young quarterback. There's, there's a lot of things he needs to do, like every single young quarterback, right? But again, like I do think it's so crazy. Like, don't we do this song and dance with like every single backup quarterback in the NFL? Jacoby Brissett, first like two or three weeks in Cleveland, was playing lights out out of his mind. How long did that last? Yeah. He's been playing like <clears throat> shit recently, right? And that's not his fault, but like he's a backup. It's a little bit, you see that with Geno Smith, a little bit you see that with other backups, right? Like they always have this initial spurt and then it doesn't last. That's why they're the backup. And yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just like, that's what it is. Mac Jones is our guy. He's our starter. We put so much resources into him. I don't see why after two weeks we could just be like, all right, see you later, bum. It makes no sense. And like I, if the two quarterbacks are completely healthy, I'd so much rather have Mac Jones because I think he can do more for you. I yeah. think he, I think his ceiling is higher than Bailey Zappi's. And it's just it's just frustrating the way he was treated. And it was almost uncomfortable. Like my cousin yeah. and I looked at each other and we were like, this is Abby too was like, what is going on? Like it was an uncomfortable vibe. Like yeah. when they were chanting Zappy while Mac is out there. I Bruno, I think you might have broken him. Like I how do you I mean, I hope Mac is is, you know, has a little bit more mental toughness than that. But like I I, he owes the Patriots nothing now. He he clearly has no – he clearly, you know, he thinks uh, the fans are done with him. He thinks, you know, the p- coaching staff yeah. isn't smart. Um, <laughs> if it comes down that. to a contract thing and, you know, two years from now, Bill's like, you know, we want to extend you, but for this much. Mac Jones can say, fuck you, push away from the table and just go somewhere else. He he owes you nothing. And I think that's that's – not a great thing to have with we had so much hope for this kid and now it's like you're just doing thing after thing after thing to just piss him off and it might come back to bite you yeah and and again like it's it's kind of weird because also it's it's also felt like in recent days and especially this week like some of the stuff being said and talked about is almost like damage control it's like i i don't that's not really what i want to be hearing about like our thoughts on Mac as a starter. And again, like there is those reports, like you said, about what he's saying about the offensive coaching staff, what he likes and doesn't likes the things he's complaining about and those getting back to bill. Like it's, it seemed like a mess. Right. So I agree. I mean, I think, I think there, there is a little bit of a situation where, you know, you know how they say like winning cures all. Like I, I do think there's a situation maybe where like we can kind of write the ship. Mac can get back to playing well. We can get some wins and things will be feeling better. And maybe some of the complaints and stuff he says will have a lasting impact on the offense. But I also completely agree. Like we, we very quickly and unexpectedly went from like we found our next quarterback that we were like, okay, next quarterback for the next 15, 20 years to like potentially may have done something that in like significantly impacted those chances. Obviously, there's still, you know, there's still at least two more years of Mac Jones, right? He's under contract for four years. So at least we have two more years. But it's like, yeah, I, I don't know why we're we're like a quarter or half of the way through a season and we're already doing this to our franchise guy. Well, and I feel like, you know, Bill part of this is on bill like yeah no yeah yeah. bill Bill welcomed this quarterback controversy because all of a sudden bruno we know this now but mac jones is off the injury report so you're telling me in three days after a game the ankle's not hurt anymore okay bill belichick comes out after the game and says well mac wasn't healthy enough to to play the whole game Uh, so he's like i told both quarterbacks they were playing tonight uh dude homeboy a two platoon system if you have two quarterbacks you have none so um i just i think bill belichick part a, a large part of this is on him and um 
that's shitty. Yeah. Bruno, I do want to read this thing because it kind of goes into what you were saying. So uh, our boy, friend of the pod, Tommy Kern, friend of the um, pod. Uh, the last two like paragraphs he wrote for in his um, in his one of his stories this week about Mac Jones is awesome. So I'm going to read them to you. Okay. Uh, this is a pivotal two-month stretch in Mac Jones's career. Monday was bad for him. Despite all the denials from Belichick, it sure as hell looked like a performance-based benching. Mm-hmm. For that to happen on national television in prime time with the Gillette Stadium crowd roaring its approval that Max Knight was done, that's going to leave a dent. We've talked a lot about Max's high floor. Well, he's on the floor now, oh, figuratively, God. flat on his back. Jeez. Who will help him up? Are the Patriots waiting to see him get up on his own, dust himself off, and get back in the fight? How resilient is Mac Jones? We're about to find out. And we are. We're about yeah. this, these next two months. You're going to know everything you need to know about Mac Jones. Yep. I so, completely agree. And, you know, that used to excite us. And now, you know, it's not fully excitement anymore. <laughs> no, here's one spin zone I'll take on this. Remember yeah, last year last year in training camp where he beat out Cam Newton and stuff. And, pe- and reports like every time he had a bad practice, he came back the next practice and was on fire. Like he, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't like doing poorly at something. Maybe this will light a fire under his ass. And even yeah. if he's pissed off at the Patriots and he's pissed off at the fans, which he has every right to be, right? maybe that will light a fire under his ass and be like, well, yeah. i got to prove that I'm what they say I'm not. So, yeah, I mean, again, the schedule looks like it's an okay part for him to do that, but we'll see. I mean, and it starts tomorrow. It starts yeah. tomorrow. If they go down to New York and they put a beat down on the Jets and Mac plays well, the whole narrative changes again. Yes. Yes. Which is stupid, though. It shouldn't change that fast, but it will. It will change that yeah. fast. So yeah. that's the whole quarterback thing, Bruno. Real quick, I, w- I do want to talk, touch on two more things. One, defense. <laughs> two, I'm going to throw it out there. We don't have to talk about it. Jake Bailey sucks. That's all. My whole thoughts on that. Jake Bailey sucks. Yeah. Sucks, shucks, and cucks. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. So do the, <laughs> so the defense. Week. Yeah, Kurt, the defense Again, I think there was there was two schools of thought heading into this Bears game. The first school of thought was like the Patriots offense had been doing a lot better recently, so we were excited to see how our offense would do against the Bears. The second thought is that Justin Fields has averaged like 50 yards passing and like zero touchdowns in every game this year. So we were like, oh, there's no way the Patriots defense is is not going to keep those stats up, right? Kurt? Right? You would think. Mm. Huh. Mm. Huh. Because that certainly did not happen, Kurt. That certainly did not happen. Uh, Kurt, I'm sure you can break down the X's and O's better than I can because, of course, you know, as a quarterback, you uh, you know these things. And I people forget I'm a football guy, but not a play football guy. But basically, Kurt, I don't know what to say. Like, I guess I'll start with this stat that's kind of bananas. The Kurt, the, the Kurt's, the Bears had 11 drives total for the game. The last one was there, like, running up the clock at the end of the game. So that doesn't really count. So they had 10 drives, essentially, for the game. Kurt, they scored on seven of their 10 drives, the Bears, the Chicago Bears. And now while I will admit a lot of them were field goals, which is also classic Bears, right? Not being able to finish. Though that is kind of also classic Patriots this year too, so I can't really talk and about that. And I, I will say that about the defense too, though. Like in the first two drives when it was 10 nothing Bears, right? that's because Jake Bailey can't punt. And they gave okay, the field fair. position at like the 50-yard line. So basically you get yeah. 20 yards, you're scoring. So yeah. was it perfect? No, the defense was bad. But like it was also... Bill Belichick like gets right. himself off to talking about complimentary football. There were no it compliments. No compliments. No compliments. <laughs> it was uh what's the what's the uh is it a scalene triangle? What's the triangle that has three different side lengths? Dude. Isosceles? No, scalene, obtuse. You're a, I'm, equilateral. I'm obtuse. 
<laughs> I hope to uh, I did I did not mean for us to get into uh, non-complimentary talking about each other, but I was just trying to think of the triangle that had three different sides because that was basically what the Patriots were. But yeah, their defense, Kurt, I don't have to talk for, about it for too long, but essentially, like, again, the Bears, like, Again, they just kept like putting together plays and putting together drives and getting yards. And Justin Fields, he ran it 14 times for 82 yards. Like I, we all know he's like a capable running quarterback. But again, he looked fast. He looked good. They had those plays, those play action or or whatever it was the 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 uh, the RPOs or or I don't know the technical terms for them. But basically, where it was like they kept, I feel like they kept doing some same variation of that same play over and over again, and it kept working against us. And so it's just one of those things where it's like. You would have thought that in this game, if our offense needed some time to figure it out or whatever, our defense would step up and be like, okay, let's clamp it down because they had been playing so well. People forget we just played the Lions, who were the top scoring team in the NFL at that time, and shut them out. We just played the Browns and dominated them, who can put up points. So, again, the Bears were in that same category of teams that, well, they were maybe even worse. They were like teams that like hadn't been even putting up points and dominating. And so, like, you would have thought that our defense at some point could have been like, all right, let's like carry the mantle right now for our offense that's struggling. But like you said, it just neither the offense nor the defense nor the special teams were very uh, considerate of each other out there. No, they weren't, Bruno. And yeah, like you know, the quarterback play is going to be criticized, and the four turnovers from the offense, but three of them by Bailey Zappi, might, yeah. might I add. Um, yeah. The bigger issue here is. Uh, the Patriots allowed 11 third down conversions by the Bears. Second most all-time in Belichick's career. That's absurd. 11 third down conversions. The average yards to, to go, 11. Third and 11. Yikes. And they converted 11. To, like, they had third and 17. They had third and 20s. They were converting. I'm like, I just felt like I was in La La Land, Bruno. It was awesome. Crazy time. And, like, yeah. you know, Bill Belichick said this during during the week. He's like, oh, well, the Bears don't have many quarterback designed runs because it was, you know, it's more scrambling with Fields. No, not this game. And Justin ah. Fields did admit like they watched the Ravens tape. Yeah. And saw what Lamar did, and they ran similar plays. So, fellas, guess what? You're going to see more of that shit coming because yep. until you figure out how to stop it, they're just going to keep oh, running yeah. it. Bruno, so this was just abysmal. Um, uh, the defense was bad. The offense was bad. Uh, wh where do we go from here? What are your takeaways moving forward? <clears throat> Um, I think moving forward, Kurt, it's like you said, we got Jets two out of the next three. Colts is one of those games. Vikings is one of those games. And that's all before the Bills. So if we're talking the next four games, we had to come into this being like, okay, we need to go five and one, six and oh, whatever out of these six games. We started out hot. We started two and oh, and then we lost the Bears. Now all of a sudden it's like, what's going on? Because again, the Jets, we're hoping we can beat the Jets. We always have been to beat the Jets. But I will say, like, again, they, they're a better team, I think we can agree, than the Bears, at least right now. So uh, here's what I'll say. Zach Wilson doesn't concern me as much as Justin Fields in the sense that, like, you know, Justin Fields is a lot more mobile. He can he can run those plays that have kind of been tearing us up. Zach Wilson hasn't even looked that good when the Jets have been winning. No, so. Zach Wilson's been bad. Like, they're right. winning. The, the Jets are winning despite Zach Wilson. Right. What scares me is their defense. The Patriots offense and the defense, the Jets defense is good. Yeah, but I'm I'm hoping we just kind of power run it down their throats. Like maybe if the quarterback plays whatever, we just do our best to like uh, you know establish the run early and often and like run it down their throats. So maybe that's something that we can so do. Are you, are you I, telling me Bill Belichick needs to dust off the Bills playbook from last year where he ran the ball all but three times? Uh, I'm listen, in. I'm in. I'm in for that. And listen, maybe the weather forecast says clear and sunny skies today for Meadowlands, but let's dial up a little goal monsoon again, Kurt. Who says no? Bruno. Also, I miss trick plays. 
Where's yeah. Ben? <laughs> Give me some trick plays. Give me some Edelman to Amendola. Or no, Amendola to Edelman. What yeah, was that or, one in the yeah. yeah. Jacoby Myers, where are you at? Throw the ball. Like Yeah, true. If but, we have three quarterbacks. Yeah. But here's okay, so here's my thing, and I totally agree with what you're saying. The schedule coming up, they have to take advantage of. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast. Here's where I'm going. I'm going much smaller view. Okay. Just compete tomorrow. Like mm. Just look competent, like the penalties, the missed tackles, right? the third down conversions, the taking care of the ball. If you do those things and you still lose the game, fine. But like compete. They just look like they look the little fucking sad boys on the bench. Bro, right. pick yourself off the ground. Like get off the mat. Like let's go. It just That's what I want to see tomorrow. Like I want them to win. I, I think they will. Maybe. I don't fucking know what I think. But like just compete. Yeah, and Kurt, I, I agree. Sorry, I I missed the ball there, but yes, definitely, we definitely have to fight. It definitely can't just be another pathetic effort. We definitely have to compete. What I will also say though is that again, in the NFL, we've seen the Chiefs in their years when they've been really good lose horrific games. We've seen the Bucks in that year they won the Super Bowl lose horrific games. It happens. I'm not comparing us to those teams, right? We're not. We don't have the same Super Bowl aspirations. But like again, like this has an opportunity to be just one of those games that was puzzling and confusing in this season, right? This has the chance to just be like a one-off game or it can be a sign of things to come. I, I'm hoping that, again, based on our whole season, again, it's not like our whole season has been sunshines and roses, right? But like leading up to this game, we had talked about the signs we had been seeing and the growth we had been seeing. If we can eventually just turn this into one of those like, oh man, the Patriots like made the playoffs. I can't believe they lost that Bears that one week. Like that would be great, right? So hopefully that's something that it starts with yeah. this week against the Jets, starts with being much more competitive. It starts with Jake Bailey not sucking. It starts with the quarterbacks being cohesive. It starts with the defense figuring the fuck out. May oh, my Kurt, I was in the middle of saying some intelligent points, and then I just had an amazing thought. You want to hear my amazing thought? Of course, I want to hear it. Kurt, what holiday is on Monday? The it's Halloween. Oh fuck, Halloween. <laughs> Kurt, what did we make Zach Wilson see? Well, we made Sam Darnold. See. Or Sam Darnoldsy, whatever. Same Sam Darnoldsy. That's I just meant like it was the Jets. Ghosts. And where we near we're near Halloween, Kurt. And I think that game that Sam Darnold saw ghosts was in at Meadowlands. It was. I was Kurt, there. I'm just saying it's there. revenge of the ghosts. Or no, it's the ghosts are our allies. I don't know how to phrase it, but I'm just saying, Kurt, Sam Darnold saw ghosts. It's Halloween time. Zach Wilson about to see some ghosts this weekend. Patriots winning by 50 confirmed. Yeah, ghosts of his past. All right, man. <laughs> well, hey, that was fun. Uh, again, weird, weird that we had to do it on a Saturday, but Crushed it, knocked it out. I'm gonna go drink a gallon of water and uh, <laughs> sit down in the shower, lick my wounds. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, maybe I guess we'll see you tomorrow. We'll do our pick six as per usual because we didn't do that today. Appreciate everyone bearing uh, bearing with us there. You know, a little Patriots positivity, a little Kurt's eye negativity, a little bit of both, a little equilibrium we got going on right there. But we'll see you tomorrow for pick six. As for the pod, we'll hopefully be back to normal timing this week, even if it's on Squadcast. But regardless, we will see you all next time on. Playing the field. Bye, guys. Talking sports and noise, know the truth.